Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course, my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years Years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Manu. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we try to do here every day, right alongside you. It is Thursday, November 12, 2020. Our quote of the day, a flower doesn't think about competing with the flower next to it. It just blooms. And that is by Anonymous. Oh, probably Chris Harrison. 
I mean, that is such a cool thing, right? A flower doesn't think about competing mm-hmm. with the flower next to it. It just blooms. And they're all beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes some are crusty and a little, like, not perfect, but... <laughs> but it was perfect because we, Jeff and I were talking about it this I'm morning. Dying. But it's perfect for The Bachelor. Tasha came in and she's blooming, right? She's blooming. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about The Bachelorette, but... Because roses. They get roses. Flowers. Interesting. Okay. Always right. thinking about The I really like where you guys went with this. I do. But I just love that quote, period, <laughs> yeah, as a... As something for life. I think that's amazing. Anyhow, uh, happy Thursday, everyone. Hello to our Heel Squad. Thank you guys for joining us as always. Um, you guys are in for a treat if you are a Bachelor or a Bachelorette fan because we have the godfather of the franchise himself, Mr. Chris Harrison, joining us today. We're excited to have him here. We're going to chat all about the new season. I'm going to pin him down and find out if he thinks Dale and um and claire. claire i don't know why i wanted to call her crowley that's her last oh, that name. That's her last yeah. name. yeah okay if they really if he thinks they didn't have communication before anyway uh and also he has his new manly bands wedding rings that jeff showed me just before the show that he has and Jeff decided to drop a little bomb on us because he's like, I'm so glad he sent it because I forgot mine in L.A. Like, come on, Jeff. And I said, I hold know. up. Don't discuss any longer. We need to save <laughs> yeah. it for the air. You forgot your wedding ring in L.A. Jeff. Well, Jeff, here's what I'll say. On, Jeff. Let me know whether or not you all relate to this. Sometimes those 4 a.m. flights. Okay. I I packed. You, you have to pack everything the night before, right? No, no, that's the amateur move. You don't pack the night before. You pack days in advance. Oh, and then you're ready to go the night before. You might just say, "Oh, let me throw in one last thing," or uh, "You are ready to go." Maria's been teaching me that, Jeff. So it's a good I note. Mm-hmm. Was and right then you don't forget you. your wedding ring. Right. Well, the problem is I don't sleep in my wedding ring. I don't know Maria if you do or not, but I um like. I keep it on a bedside table in a very specific place, and every morning I put it on. But just leaving for that early flight, I was a little foggy, mm. and it's the one thing I left. I got on the plane and I was like, "There's something I forgot. Oh, this is no. a two-month trip. I'm freaking out." I look at my hand and it's empty. So I got yeah. lucky because Chris sent me one. Yeah, you're not that kind of guy, obviously. So I can yeah. rouse you about it. But Kevin forgot his ones too, and I'm like, "Really, honey?" And then he hates wearing it now because he thinks it like. It's so big. Like, he wanted a big one. Yeah. He wanted a manly band ring, which is hilarious. And, and And now he doesn't even wear it. He wears a rubber one he bought. And I'm like, why mm. did we spend all that money on yeah. this amazing, you know, wedding ring when Truly. you just have it in a drawer and you wear a rubber band? Yeah. That's messed yeah. up, guys. It is messed up. What does he well, say? Have you talked to him about it? Yeah, he said he doesn't feel comfortable. He's not a guy who likes jewelry. And I'm like, well, could you told me that before we spent all that money on your wedding ring? I would have <laughs> no gladly kidding. bought you a rubber ring and we could have maybe added to my ring. Heaven. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, come I mean, on. Honestly. You know me. I'm very efficient. We can just do a little swappy swap. A little swappy swoop. A little like shift of the, the funds. Yeah, come on, Kev. But we'll uh, we'll talk about it with Chris. Um, but it's a really really nice ring. I went with the Cali, which Chris designed. Kels, I don't know if you can show it on screen. Yes, I can. Um, it's a chrome cobalt combination mm-hmm. um, with dinosaur bone on it, and Chris actually designed it. He killed so... dinosaurs for the rings. Yeah, that's rude. Dinosaurs were killed for the rings. They use fossils, so what? which surprises me. I know. I we have to talk to him about it. From dinosaurs. That's what it's. That's what they say. No way. We don't have dinosaur fossils available for Chris Harrison to make rings out of. 
I didn't think so either, but that's that's what they told me. So we'll have to ask. I them. mean, this is getting controversial. This is outrageous. <laughs> this is outrageous. <laughs> what does one of these rings go for? Say. You know, I don't. I want to make sure. We'll we'll ask Chris when he's on air for okay. okay to disclose. It's all on the website, but they're very nice. Less than four digits, but definitely more than three digits. Okay. Here's the thing. I saw one one of them that he named after uh, him and his girlfriend's love of Napa. Oh, cute. I thought that was cute. Like they like to go to Napa. That's nice. And so he got he like modeled it after a a barrel, a wine barrel or oh, something. Oh, cute. So there was a lot of thought that went into it. Anyway, I'm excited to chat with him because we got a lot of Bachelor stuff we want to talk about. Oh, of yeah. course, I am. We we watched The Bachelor in our spare time last night, like at midnight, and then today I'm in hustle my butt mode, mm-hmm. Jeff. A 2,000-pound generator got delivered yesterday. I saw your stories. Oh, after months. 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 Yeah. Um, all hail of Kelsey work. for the hustle of getting that thing here finally. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, now, Kevin made this like big Ikea order because we're setting up my parents' bedroom downstairs. And so we were waiting kind of to the last minute because we've been using that as an office. And so now today, I've got, it's literally like you know grand central station here and i'm just the operator true so i've got people installing tvs downstairs for the caretaker upstairs for my mom which is the first floor and then you know installing plugs we're like we don't even have plugs on the walls so i've got wayne installing plugs i've got a (laughs) propane guy coming tomorrow to figure out how to install a bigger propane pipe for the stupid generator that's so freaking big i didn't realize it was going to need a new propane pipe and then we need to build a trench dig a trench before it gets to be ice cold here which we're lucky right now it's nice but it's going to turn fast i Mm -hmm, just know it mm -hmm. and then we got to get a cement pad put in and i'm like why am i in charge of all of this gladly you know great i'm grateful that kevin did the ordering because measurements make me nuts and so he ordered all of the Ikea furniture and like I gave him measurements for the room and said, okay, we have space for this for a closet. We have space for that for like a, uh, you know, this unit or that unit. But all of this stuff has arrived and it's just crazy right now. It- when you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. I mean, Jeff heard, well, not really, but I haven't even seen the madness. I was like, saw the partial madness and, and then ran. I came downstairs she like came and hid I did <laughs> I did I was like I have to get on a call and I'm going downstairs bye everybody bye so Jeff was when I was transitioning from room different mm-hmm. rooms Jeff was on the phone with me and he was like what like there's so many people here yeah like it's and a- everyone's in masks yep. thank god but yep. I'm still paranoid I have all the windows and all the doors open and it is more than two weeks before my parents get here so that's good and then in the meantime I'm like 
ordering my mom's prescriptions over the phone that I thought were ordered but then weren't and then my dad's Dexcom has to be renewed and then you know um it's like literally I'm running yeah everyone's health care well, what did <laughs> everyone's you tell me? appointments you're a 911 dis- dispatch operator yeah yeah <laughs> I actually like surprisingly am pretty calm today having oh. to even do all of that But it really is a lot, like really being the person in charge of so many things. And I am so blessed that Kevin is so great and he can handle so much. But there are certain things like I put the prescription on his plate because he's physically there and he's like, oh, no, I didn't get it. I'm like, what? What? You didn't get it? What? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then my prescription for my B12 injections that Kelsey's going to start shooting me up with uh, went to my my home address in LA so now we have to get it shipped out here so yeah it's just a little it'll be nice when you're all congregated I feel like that'll just kind of help center the mothership a little bit (laughs) perhaps Jeff but that means also my brother starts to congregate with us so (laughs) you know we all are excited to be together I'm not excited for everyone to be together because that also brings in the baggage of a loose cannon and a lot of challenges what did i just say that all out loud <laughs> who who are we who? talking about no 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 i'm just making that shit up that's not real uh do we have chris ready yes, to go we yep. do all right let's bring him in you can in- want to intro him or oh we should, no, you we'll should do chat. a quick yeah. sound check chris me amor mi amigo how are you Let's go. <laughs> Chris, we're so excited. So what excited. How are you guys doing? Good. How are Good. you? Good. You coming to us from LA? I wish. Where are you? I'm in the bubble. I'm in the, the oh, bachelor yeah, of quarantine course. bubble. Oh, shit. That's right. Are you guys shooting the next Matt season? Matt season. Yeah, we're shooting Matt season, The Bachelor. Oh, so, uh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I am uh, nose swabbed and quarantined. Wow. Is your girlfriend quarantined with you there? No. No way. So you're away yeah, from her? That sucks. Yeah, that's been a long time, right? Kids, uh, kids, girlfriend. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, quite crappy. Uh, Taylor, my daughter, came with me for the first couple of weeks. Oh. Because um, she's homeschooling with the rest of the world. but uh, So she could do it virtually. Uh, my son's in college, so he's in college. But uh, yeah, no. Papa's no got to pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. Someone's <laughs> got to pay for college. <laughs> Wait, so how long have you been in quarantine in a bubble? You're like an NBA player, Chris. It'll be 50 some odd days. I don't know. I haven't been home for more than a month and since this early this summer. Wow. Is it starting to take a toll on your mental health? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's another show behind the show that will be us, all the production, going through what we've been through this summer because we disappeared quickly and went to... La Quinta, where we shot, obviously, Claire's season of The Bachelorette, now Tasha's season. Stayed there the whole time. I left for three days to take my son to college, um, infamously now. And then we were home like, what? Some people were only home like a week or two. I actually had a whole month and then came to match season. And I've been here ever since. Wow. Do yeah, you it's feel... Been, it's crazy. It's getting to the point where it's not okay. How <laughs> long? Just... How much longer do you have? Like till Thanksgiving? Uh, we'll be done before the holidays. Yeah, we'll be done just in time for Thanksgiving. And then how long are you home for and free? Then we'll have a break. Then we, we'll have time to... Because then we go into post-production and then because we'll take, take off for the holidays, get match season done. That airs in January, February, March, and then we'll do the bachelor. So we have a couple 
after this, we actually have a couple months. Wow. And we have all said we are not doing anything. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Don't call us. Don't write us unless you have <laughs> wine or a beach. Don't call us. It's nothing. Wow. Yeah. That is intense. Intense. But you it's know what? It's been wild. It, it is something that I'm glad we're all doing. I'm grateful that we're working, especially early on. We were the first ones in, and I'm glad we did it. Um, and I'm glad we're doing it. We now have this blueprint, this formula to get it done. But at the same time, there's only one real way to get it done, especially our show, like Dancing with the Stars or any of these other shows. Like I have a good friend of mine who's a soap opera actor. It's like, look, if one of them gets sick, God forbid, it's not that big of a deal. They just write them out or move around it or they're off the show. But I mean, what happens if Matt James gets COVID or what happens if Tasha went down? Yeah, we're done. Show's yeah. over. So we can't take that chance. So we have to go full bubble quarantine. That's it. If you're going to be intimate, you have to you have to take those links or you risk being shut down. You know, I imagine as a host, if you're in this mental space, it must be challenging to kind of get that energy up and and be the same Chris Harrison we're seeing all the time. Now, we haven't seen anything in the Bachelorette season, obviously, on camera. I mean, last night's episode, you're running you're around like a You're starting to see psycho. some weird activities of me <laughs> yes! just showing up, not knowing what to do. So I'm just hanging out, making margaritas. So it's getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> is that natural? Well, it, it, there is a, there is a, a good aspect to being, well, good and bad, of being on call 24-7. Usually I do go home. Usually I will even travel back home, depending on where we are in the world. But this season, yeah, I'm there 24-7. And so I'm, I'm much more involved, much more on hand. And, and, you know, we had some fun because we also only had one place where we could shoot the entire show. So God bless our art department, producers, the date team that had to reimagine the same room over and over because we had to shoot inside a lot because it was 198 degrees. Yeah, you could tell it was hot. So hot. Well, and you guys did, like, listen, I know it's funny. It took me until my mom had brain surgery to realize how important what we do kind of is because we think of it as frivolous. It's entertainment, but it really makes the world go round. And in those um, tough moments, it really is helpful. And I feel like you guys were the first kind of big show to come out and entertain us in this like really challenging time. And so you're doing us a service, Chris, and we thank you for it. You know, we're not saving the world, but you're not completely wrong in that we felt a responsibility to get back and, and, and not only to our fans, but also to the industry. Yeah. We were the, the first ones that just ran through the wall. And, and there was a lot of people that didn't want us to get back, not because they were being evil, but just for, for safety and just precaution Scared. and wanting us to be so safe. But we knew we were. And so we broke through all the unions. We broke through all the executives and all the lawyers and God bless them. There's a million lawyers lined up telling us what we can't do, but we were always just of the mindset of, we're going to keep stepping forward and then we're going to get on that driveway. There's going to be a limo and we're going to have people show up and mm-hmm. we're going to start shooting. And when we prove that it works, everybody can go to sleep and relax. Yeah. And now we've taken that into Matt James season and we are more than halfway done and it's been massively successful again. And so we have the blueprint and now we've done it, but you're right. There was this obligation, especially now with the pandemic and obviously politically, no matter what side you're on, it's been nuts. And mm-hmm. so it was nice for people to just watch for two hours and escape for a mm-hmm. little bit and forget about, uh, you know, pardon the language, but all the bullshit in the world. Yeah, We all need a break for a second. And that's kind of what, look, that's what entertainment's all about. Totally, totally. You know, um, it's funny. I, I think of you again, even hosting, because you've been hosting this since what, 2002? 
just going into almost 20 years. Yeah, 19 years. My son was six weeks old when I got the job, so he's obviously in college. So the show is a freshman in college now. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Do you ever get tired of saying the same shit over and over? Um, yes and no. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many cliches that you come in and it's like, it's the final rose tonight. Uh, take a moment, say goodbyes. You know, there's these yeah. moments. Yeah. But at the same time, when you see the effect it actually has on the contestants, like the first night, it's really funny. I When I walk in and I say, you know, it's the final rose tonight or tink, tink, and it's time for the rose money, they all kind of go, oh, crap, it's real now. Like, we're we're here. We're on the mm-hmm. set. This is happening. So it's also those things. It's kind of like your your favorite blanket or that T-shirt, you know, you should throw away, but you keep putting it on because it just feels so right. Yeah. That's that's what those lines are all about. <laughs> it's just a little bit of a hug. And, 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 yeah, we all know we can count. We can all see one rose, but for some reason, it just feels right. That's friggin' hilarious. I die <laughs> laughing all the time, but it's like – you can't not do it and there's nowhere to switch it up because sometimes like for me i'm a gemini i'll get bored really easily i need to like change stuff up but you're so good at making that moment feel real but you're right the energy from them probably helps you it does in that moment um i mean i just did one i'm with matt james our bachelor we just did one two nights ago and you know even when you get down to the smaller numbers and it's really even the smaller numbers when it is really less necessary because clearly you can see, but it really comes and sets this tone and you look those women in the eye that don't have a rose yet and it really does set that mood and and you feel it in the room. Uh, And then again, you know, look, some people love it. Some people lay into me. It's going to be one of those things that, uh, you know, everyone will yell out when I walk into a bar for the rest of my life. Uh, (laughs) but (laughs) But it's also paying for college, so it's okay. I mean, hey now. Um, guys, if you're, uh, if you're following along here at the end of the show, we're going to talk about our takeaways from this week. Cause we had so many incredible guests right alongside Chris, but Chris, we have to get into bachelor. We are going to talk about the fact that you gave Jeff the most amazing wedding band as well. We're going to get to that and how you saved his marriage because he forgot his wedding ring in LA <laughs> That happens all the time. Yeah, before he <laughs> he moved back to the Midwest with his wife for a little a little holiday stint. We're gonna get to that, but we got to talk obviously Claire's season, and we want to talk about Tasha. Um, do you believe in your heart? Mm-hmm. We got a lie detector test. We're looking each other in the eyeballs. Do you in your heart believe that Claire had any kind of communication with Dale? And I only ask again mm-hmm. because. She admitted on that other ep- on the first episode that she had communication with that other guy. Yeah, I don't Blake, remember his I name. Yeah. Blake, yeah, Blake. So if she had communication I... with him and she was watching Dale and being like, "Oh my god, I love him. He's amazing." How could yeah, she not have DM'd him? And did you guys ask to check her DMs? No, I mean cuz I don't think legally you can take their phone and go through it. Uh, but <laughs> uh, or maybe we can. I don't know, but I might be the most gullible idiot in the world, but I, I, am pretty good also at reading these people and I'm mm-hmm. watching these conversations. And as soon as she, I had heard about Dale before she had mentioned it before we ever started taping. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do snack. Trust me. I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. And because I had asked her, I'm like, did you see anybody? Or she's like, yeah, I looked them all up. And I was like, okay, she admitted it. And she she admitted enough that I'm like, okay, I think she's come clean. And then when Dale showed up and she was, you know, smells good. uh, You know, I'm going to sniff his pants and I love this guy and all that. And I'm like, okay, Um, it's happening fast. But I I watched those conversations so carefully being a detective of like, okay, is she going to slip up or is he going to slip up Mm -hmm. and say something that they shouldn't know yet? And unless, you know, he's Tom Hanks and she's Meryl Streep, they really pulled it off. (laughs) And I I do think that knowing Claire long enough, if anybody could manifest this and and have it in her head to play out this movie, it would be her. And I think they also found this quick commonality in their their parents and their lives. And she was ready to go in lockdown mode. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's just wild enough that it's true. And and I also don't think that she would swear on her dad's life. I know like I thought that. that too. That, that seems that seems extreme. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt, and it's not even the benefit of the doubt. I I've really done the research and rewatched all these scenes over and over, and I'm like, I can't catch him. I can't catch him in a slip up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I believed her when you sat down with her last night. I believed mm-hmm. her too. Um, but there were like little things they said. That kind of were like, huh? And I can't remember them right now, but she would kind of say like, um, you know, all this time or something. But it was like eight days or well, something. Well, I do think, though, that in her mind, there really was that four or five months that we were sitting there that mm. I think she was cyber stalking this guy yeah. and truly became <laughs> infatuated with him yeah. online. Yeah. I really do think that's that's real. And she went back and looked at all his stuff with his mom and she had specific things she was telling me that she really liked about him yeah. from his Instagram. So that might be odd, but yeah. I really think it's true. I think she was had been in love with this guy for months. And as soon as he validated that with a warm smile and a nice smell and a nice hug and a nice combo, I think it was ballgame. But do you feel like he had enough time to catch his true feelings? Like he went with it, I feel like. But do you think he had enough time to really get there as well, where if she had all these months ahead? She clearly had a head start yeah. uh, mentally, emotionally, and and probably otherwise. But I think he did get there. And that was the whole point of hitting the pause button on the show, which was something unbelievably difficult to do and unprecedented and kind of scary because we were we were putting these guys on ice for like 18 to 24 hours and saying, hey, we didn't really tell him anything because we weren't sure. And then we said, okay, Claire, you need to figure this thing out with Dale. But also, we didn't know if that was going to work because that day, that night, if they didn't end up together, if they didn't profess their love and it didn't go well, and it all blew up, 
we kind of were trying to go back to the same show and how would she recover from that? Meanwhile, Tasha was there because we knew things were going sideways, but Tasha had, had the understanding and she knew as well, she may not be the bachelorette yet, but we have yeah. to start the process if you're going to quarantine in. So there were so many layers of crazy going on as producer, host, and trying to figure all this out and also honestly try and help Claire find love. It was wild. It's, it's, I don't know if we ever could have done it without the quarantine bubble of just knowing we were all stuck in one place. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing to think of how much you guys had to juggle behind the scenes um, because you also, when you started seeing it go a little sideways, you needed to have enough time to quarantine Tasha. And, and I imagine the next question I had was, how did you guys have guys on standby? You all, obviously, if you had Tasha technically on standby, you had the guys on standby. How did you keep them all from seeing each other too while they were on standby? Yeah, well, you know, the, the crazy part about where it, it just all worked out because we weren't in a hotel. We were in, you've probably been out there, uh, you know, hanging out at uh, Coachella like you do. Um, I've never been. No, have I been to Coachella? I did. I drove in to see Guns N' Roses and I left. Oh, right on. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I couldn't. Um, I could not miss that. I'm like, if they break up again, I am driving my ass out there. I'm going to watch them, and that's it. I went to. Uh, I went to Stagecoach once, uh-huh. and that's the only time I've ever been out there. And the funny thing is, I always went to those Empire Polo Fields uh, because my son was a lacrosse player. There's always these big lacrosse tournaments on those polo fields where they hold Coachella, mm-hmm. and I always would laugh and I would post on Instagram, "This is my Coachella." watching you know teenage boys beat each other with sticks <laughs> and, um, but i stayed in that la quinta resort and uh-huh. it's this massive kind of sprawling resort and think of more of motels or or dorm rooms where you're you're not inside there's no lobby and so it was kind of easy to keep everybody separated um and and they didn't know you also have to understand they don't know who else is on the show or who's doing what mm. and so you're you're able to kind of compartmentalize these people and there was only four yeah. four or five extras that we kind of had to keep on the side anyway um, and the reason we brought those guys in in the first place, to be honest, was for COVID. We weren't sure how many people, because again, you have to remember back in you know June, July, when we were doing this, we didn't know if this was going to work mm. and how many guys were going to come in and test positive. Would we have a positive test while we were taping? We needed extra guys just to be safe, just in case this happened. And it turned out we were able to use those guys because of Tasha. And so it was kind of a odd, fortuitous bounce that we needed them for safety purposes, but then had them in the background in case, you know, something went sideways with Tasha. So it worked out well. Wow. And then I guess they were, it was good because if any of the guys from Claire season wanted to leave, you could fill in those guys. But I also wonder after now Tasha met everybody, did any of them say, Oh my God, I saw you at the spa. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no. So when Tasha came, Tasha was not just roaming around the property because, you know, just to give you a little logistics of, you know, when you come in, you're in lockdown. You're not even allowed to leave your room. And it's, you know, it's room service put outside on a tray for a couple of days. And you're just sitting there by yourself. You're totally Whoa. in isolation. Then you get tested and your medical team comes in. And it's like something out of a movie, a hazmat suit, whatever. You put your head against the wall and you get tested. And you're still not allowed outside until you get the first test out. And then when you get your first test, at least then you can go on a walk by yourself. You cannot be in any production area. You have to go through several tests before you can then enter the quote unquote bubble. And then even when you get into the bubble, there are protocols about where you can go, who you can be with, what type of mask you're wearing. I mean, it goes, it's like a military style plan of safety and detail. And, you know, for example, when I or Tasha or anybody that is quote unquote talent walks on the set, 
because we don't have masks on at times. I, I wear one up until I get on set. And then when I don't, everybody has to put a certain mask on that is, you know, CDC approved. Yeah. Uh, you can't just put, a, put up your buff or your handkerchief. That's not good enough. You have to wear a certain mask that is safety approved. Even if you've all quarantined all this time together? And by the way, we continue to get tested. And the crew gets tested. I thought it's the not whole like, point of we're in the bubble, we can all now hug, yeah. we can live. Yeah, no, you can, you know, for the crew, and I mean, I'm sorry, for the cast, you know, like that was the whole point was to keep Claire and the guys safe. Yeah. And to give them the experience of normalcy, hugging and kissing and doing whatever you need to do. Wow. But to do that, we all continue to get tested. We all continue to follow the protocol of wearing masks and, and making sure that only a certain people go around the cast to keep them safe. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. It, there's a lot that goes into it beyond what to, the fact that you're able to watch the bachelorette on TV and have it just look normal is a miracle and a Herculean effort by our producers and by our crew. There's no other crew in the world that could have pulled this off. And I know I'm biased. I love these people, but it is amazing that all these people decided they were, they would give up their families, yeah. leave their homes, and granted, they get to work, which is a blessing, but it's it wasn't easy. It, yeah. and, and by the way, it was 180 degrees. For sure. I don't think COVID can exist in the desert anyway. I'm Look, I'm not Anthony Fauci, but I don't think ah. it could have possibly lived. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. I mean, <laughs> just hearing it all. Um, you guys, before we move on to Tasha, because I've got the two biggest Bachelor and Bachelorette fans That's right. here. Do you guys have any questions before Tasha's season? Just Claire's season. Oof. I mean, Chris, okay. first of all, uh, Maria's producers, Jeff and Kelsey here. We Hi. consider ourselves consummate professionals. We work with a lot of talent, but we are diehard Bachelor Nation fans. <laughs> so it is very excited for us to be here, and I hope we can maintain our composure with you. Um, first of all, I did <laughs> not know you've Jeff. been to Stagecoach. Was Stagecoach, like, did you set the precedent for the Bachelor yes, Nation Jeff. Stagecoach? <laughs> No, no. I, I, my guess is, is I was way late to that party. I'm a huge mm -hmm. country music fan. I'm born and raised in Texas, and um, yeah, that's and went to school in Oklahoma. So I love country music. And uh, the only reason I went, and I'm going to be a total bougie, you know, celebrity jerk right now, but was the way I was able to do it was with uh, one of my agent friends who was handling um, Garth Brooks and Jake Owen and all those people that were performing that year. And so I mm. honestly, I went in to play golf with Jake Owen and then go to his <laughs> concert. And I, I really wanted to see Garth Brooks because I am, uh, I, so I used to, I, so I used to go see Garth back in college. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code HEELSQUAD for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code HEELSQUAD. Trust me, you won't regret it. I was in Oklahoma. 
he was this young punk kid playing in bars up in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Wow. So we used to go see this guy. And so uh, that's the only reason I went. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that the Coachella stagecoach run by uh, all of our cast members was well in, well, well into the fact. Okay. Chris, I Tell- need to know, can we talk about Yusuf, please? What oh, in the, my God. What in the heck? Let's talk about things that aren't going to age well in 2020. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? I, and we have a, we, we are going to do a men tell all, a mm. dress down version of it the Love best it. we can. Um, and my hope is that Yosef will be there and, and I get to talk to him about this because I'm really interested to know when he watches it back, does he have regrets? Not about yeah. what he said because I have no problem and I don't think you guys would have a problem with. Look, you take umbrage with the strip date. You didn't love it. You didn't want to do it. It, it's it was not a good all example. fine until he kept going in on her hard. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, you know, it wasn't his opinion. That was totally fine. Voice your opinion. But it escalated in, in my oh, view. Yeah. yeah. And, and apparently in the view of a lot of Bachelor Nation, it escalated and it got aggressive. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong. And, you, you know, Maria, I'll be interested to know your take. I'm old school. I'm an older gentleman. I get it. And I'm also from the South. So this might come off as a double standard and even a little sexist. But I think it is incumbent upon the man to de-escalate a situation with a woman like that. Mm. I don't think you have the right to go further and, and, and take it more aggressive. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Is the way I was raised. And maybe that's old school. But it to me, it felt aggressive. And it got to a level that just wasn't okay. Yeah, and I'll be interested to know if he feels that way watching it back. And I just know that if he, if I saw anybody speaking to my daughter like that, Oof. they would yeah. be walking with a severe limp. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like a hundred percent. It was totally uncalled for. I think he was um, pumped up yeah. a little bit before because he was talking yeah. to the guys and he wanted to show the guys that I'm not scared to tell Claire what I feel. And it was fine to tell her how you feel, but he wanted to like like he was very very aggressive and really inappropriate and he had to keep pounding that message through yeah and it was like it was like emotional punches it was really really bad and claire Um, got heated too and to to his credit claire got heated and i i've been on the back end of of her hot temper um but again i just feel like it's incumbent upon you to see that there's a line Mm -hmm. and you can't you just can't cross that line period Um, and he, and and I think he did. And and I'll be interested to know, does he look back and go, man, that's just not a good look. I shouldn't have gone that far. I am sorry for that, but I wasn't happy about the date. And you're right, Maria, I think there was a little bravado in there of wanting to be that guy Mm -hmm. caught up in the moment. So I'll just be interested, you know, in hindsight, does he see that? And if so, great, you know, you know, God bless you. We all make mistakes. Maybe he'll own it and apologize for it. And I hope that's the case. Well, he mentioned his daughter so many times. So yeah. I would be surprised if he couldn't swallow his ego and say, yeah, I wouldn't want someone to do that to my daughter right. either. If nothing else, uh, just, I mean, public perception, seeing the response, you would think you would just have the yeah. awareness to go, not a good look. I'm yeah. going to apologize <laughs> profusely for that. Yeah, for sure. I have one quick follow-up to that, Chris. Mm-hmm. So you know how Dale just kind of swooped right in there? Did you yep. guys have him like waiting on the wing? I mean, come on. Was what does he, that mean? Like, was Dale just like 
you got the producers like, okay, Dale, we see this happening. Get on it. Do you remember Maria? Like when he? Oh, oh you're talking about in the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post Joseph moment. Like oh. when Dale kind of swooped on in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's honestly more of a matter of geography. The mm. guys, because you saw some of the guys were in in what we would call the the hub by the bar. Right. Um, like Easy, I think Demar was over there, and they heard the the ruckus, and they kind of were following Yosef because mm. they kind of had some words with him, and then Claire, obviously not thinking about who was where at the moment, walked off in a certain direction. And I think, if I remember correctly, Dale was in an interview or it would just happen to be near her and saw her. So he just kind of made a beeline to her, whereas the guys were kind of following Got Yosef. It. And that's just kind Got of the way it, it worked out. Interesting. Right. I was curious. That's a good question. Interesting. One more quick question about this, Chris. You know, of course, Yosef's frustration was with that um, strip dodgeball date. And to a certain point, I can understand his perspective. And I will say, as a super fan of this show and someone who analyzes it like sports, like I am so deep in this show, Chris. <laughs> I have noticed that thematically this season, it seems like kind of sexualizing the guys is sort of something that has been more frequent this season than other seasons. Like, I'm wondering if that's something you, because I know you produce the show as well. Did you yeah. guys have conversations around that? And in retrospect, do you feel like maybe you tipped the needle a little far? Because we had the Speedos last night too. Yeah, well, first of all, I think a lot of this has to do with where we were in the situation. Mm. Uh, we were in Palm Springs. It was 150 degrees. We could only have so many dates even outside. Mm -hmm. It was so bloody hot. That, so we were very limited in what we could do. Um, even in the best of situations, we still were basically playing on the same playground, trying to create 30 or 40 different dates. So not easy. Um, I mean, we were literally playing pool basketball last night with Keisha. We're, we're down to the nitty gritty. Um, <laughs> the strip dodgeball, one thing I love about the show is it, it does push those boundaries and it pushes those debates and those, those levels of normalcy of what's right and wrong. And then it's kind of up to you, A, you the viewer, but also you the bachelor, bachelorette. How far is Claire going to take this? What's she going to say? Will she actually make them do it? I mean, she was the one saying, take off your shorts. At any moment, she could have said, okay, that's enough. We had fun. But she did. And by the way, then it's incumbent upon the guys to have their own sense of who they are and mm -hmm. say, no. One of the guys, by the way, I forget who it was, but one of the guys said, no, and I just respectfully declined and didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, no one had a problem with it. He was fine. Uh, Kenny, Blake, all those guys could not get naked fast enough. Um, oh my and God. Kenny, who has no tan lines, which sadly I know now. Uh, <laughs> Kenny's boy band, right? Yeah. He was, he was yeah. naked 90% of the time. Uh -huh. uh, but uh, th those guys embraced it. And so, but I loved, didn't love, but I, I found it very interesting the response by social media, which is always, always fun and interesting. But to your point, and I'd love to get your, your point of, you know, is there a double standard? Would we have done that to the women? No, I'll tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. No, because it's not okay. Is that a double standard? Yes. Should there be double standards in the world? Maybe. In some cases, maybe there should be. And that doesn't mean you're against equality. It doesn't mean that someone can't have the same job or as good as you or whatever. But are there double standards in this world and should there be? I think that's a great question. Hmm. Um, and I, that's one of the things I love about the show is it opens this great debate. We would all love to just say, no, it should be the same for everybody. You treat this person the same. But that's not life. That's yeah. not real. Mm -hmm. That's something you can say on a bumper sticker or something you can safely say on Twitter. But it's not real life. That's not how the world spins. Would you wear the Speedo if you were on the show? 
Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever worn a Speedo? I would have said no. Like if she had said, take off your shorts and get naked, I'd be like, no, that's something you got to earn. You want to see this naked? You got to earn it. Yes, Chris. (laughs) No, but I I do love people that respectfully decline. It's kind of like, you know, to a lesser degree, uh, you know, what has become normal is the fantasy suite. Mm -hmm. What do you do on the overnights? What is that perception? And what do you want seen? And and it's totally up to you. Where, Where is your faith in all of this? Do you have family? That is a great question that you have to answer for yourself and that's why i love this show is we do have these debates so wild okay we're gonna get to taisha so taisha um we saw last night that you added all these new guys in and i i have to ask when you address the guys when claire was leaving you basically let them know that they kind of got the short end of the stick and that you know they you felt bad for them and then all of a sudden Chris Harrison, the host and the producer, brings in more guys and pisses them off. Like, mm. what, how did you feel? Did you feel like you betrayed the guys at all? No, because honestly, I felt more emboldened to to support Tasha. I wanted her to also have a full experience, as full as it could be. I mean, it was already reversed in that, you know, the guys usually enter to you as the bachelorette, and she was already coming into them. Um, but, you know, what do we have? 16 guys last night. I think we threw four more in, so we got to 20. So it wasn't a huge change anyway. But, yeah, I think that since we were hitting the reset button, I think it was fine to do a full reset and add some more guys and, and have that little twist for the guys. But one of the main reasons I wanted to continue also was this is a great group of guys. I love these guys. They were awesome, professional, good-looking, just fun. I didn't want this to end and I didn't want their experience to end either. I did want Claire to get engaged and, and we did that in record time, but I was excited when Tasha came in and then we could also give these guys who had been waiting around in like mm-hmm. COVID purgatory uh, a chance <laughs> to be on the show. Wait, you just reminded me of a question I had earlier. I forgot. Um, the proposal as a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery, <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili felt so organized and rushed like did she actually have to ask like did you guys actually have to say hey Dale are you ready to propose to this woman like if he had said no but I still want to leave with her were you guys going to say you're not allowed or no the, the only thing we said is this is you know this was the confusing part and honestly a difficult part of, of us producing this because yeah it happened super quick but you know as Claire said 
where, where do we go from here? I said, well, you're going to tell me where we go from here. You're clearly driving this thing off the tracks. Tell me where we're headed. <laughs> so that was, but there is a formula to this and there is a, there's a point we get to. And I said, well, what's next? Proposal. If that's where we go. They didn't have to, again, they didn't have to propose. Mm. I went to Dale. Um, I said, do you want the you free want multi-million ring? dollar ring? <laughs> yeah, this is available. And so he took it, but even him taking it and arriving that night, the crazy thing about this show, and, and I don't suggest you ever create or produce a show like this where you don't know the results or the ending, but he shows up and you don't know what he's going to say. He could say, look, I, I love you. I like you. Whatever it is, let's just figure this out. Let's get out of here. And they you, do. You guys but didn't he, know in advance if he was going to actually do it? We, I had a good idea because just he had assured me he loved her and, and he was all in. So I had a decent idea, but I've also felt good before. And then they, you know, get cold, cold feet. feet, they chicken out. They, they've been deceiving us all along and they had no intention of proposing. I mean, Jesse Palmer pulled out a plane ticket and asked a girl to hang out. I mean, you never know what they're going to do, but it, it's, it is a moment that you hope for, but that's why it's great is even us as producers are sitting in there in the control room watching going, we'll see what we get. And so it turned fun. out to be this beautiful proposal, but you're right. It was rushed. And for our, our staff, again, for the art department and them to create <laughs> a proposal in 12 hours is ridiculous. Yeah. We got a ring driven out from LA, got a dress, did a proposal. I mean, it, it was insane. Wow. Okay. Last night, Milford, Massachusetts comes out of nowhere. Brendan, no, I, what's uh, his name? Who's the guy? You're talking about the guy on the date? Spencer. 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 Oh, Spencer. Yeah. The one that stole my grandmother's uh, shower curtain and wore it for a short shirt. Yes. Oh, I don't remember that. (laughs) The the very flowery shirt. Oh, the flowery shirt. That was yours? No, no, no. He's kidding. Oh, oh. (laughs) Duh. I'm like, I didn't hear that. That's so weird. I said he stole my grandmother's uh, shower curtain. Okay. I'm a little slow because I was focusing on his name and why I couldn't remember it. But anyway. He got the first impression, Rose. Spencer. So, So out of left field. I was watching him like throw the guy a life preserver. No, moving on. She's not going to. And she's obsessed with him. And P.S., you might be in another Claire situation because she's already wanting to marry the guy. I know. You're thinking Brendan, Maria. That's why I said Brendan right at the top and you said no. I think think you're right. I think it's Spencer. The roofer. He got uh, the first impression. No, but Chris, Brendan, uh, the one they went on the one-on-one. They went on the one-on-one date. Okay, yeah. The one I kept showing up on the date. Yes, yes, yes. Hustle. Your hustle, Chris. Yeah, your hustle. They went on the date. Yeah. And they talked about how they were both married before Mm -hmm. and they both got divorced. I said Brennan. You said no. We thought you were talking Spencer. No. You're right. Milford, Massachusetts, roofer man. Okay. Um, Yes. Yeah, Brendan. uh, Yeah, in this, you know, first of all, I'll even go back to Spencer where I was shocked she gave him that first impression, Rose. He was a new arrival. And there were several Because she thought he was hot. She was obsessed with him from Go. He was hot. That was it. He was going to get the rose because he was hot and she was excited about him. But this guy came out of left field. We've been watching this season. He's been a non-factor. No one's really, he's, we've never heard him talk. So, you know, we're, I'm watching him on this date and I'm kind of falling for him too because he's got this like little sparkle in his eye mm-hmm. and he's so sweet and just humble and when he ever said to her, you know, I know there's a million guys here that are better looking than me and smarter than oh. me and I'm like, oh, <laughs> done i i mean come we, on i love him he's great i uh 
you know, after I kept, uh, uh, you know, C blocking him all day, it was really funny because, you know, there's a lot of great guys in good stories. I feel like you don't know yet because, mm-hmm. well, some of these guys are newcomers, but even some of the, the guys who have been here, you haven't heard them speak yet because Claire just went Dale and then it kind of other than maybe like, you know, ben, uh, Bennett and, and some of these other guys that were outspoken, Jason and Blake that were involved in the Dale of it all. There's a lot of guys you don't know yet and mm-hmm. they're going to get involved in Tasha and you're going to be like, damn, I love that dude. Yeah. Like, wait till you get to meet Riley. Wait till you get to meet Easy more and oh, I love Easy. Uh, Easy's so the best sweet. hype man in the world. No, I, I want him I- around me. I want him <laughs> to just enter the room three seconds before I do every time. And he's just going to, he blows it up, man. He just makes you feel like you're 10 feet tall. I Chris, love that dude. I'm sure he would do that for you. You should ask him. I know. <laughs> I <laughs> love him. He is the world's best hype man. Ivan is my favorite, period. I think, but I think he's too chill for her. She's going to want a yeah. little spice. Mm. Um, but I freaking love Ivan. I think he's so sweet. What do you sweet. think of Bennett? Aut- 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 what was he? The aut- something engineer. Nautical. Uh, oh, Ivan? Yeah. I don't know. NASA space something. Chris Autonautical. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's literally a rocket scientist. Thank wow. you. That's I was trying to get the word. Yeah. I know all of their titles. Boy band yeah. man. Oh, I, I got like I've got all their like wildlife man. Yeah, yeah, I call yeah. them all something man. Man. Roofer man. Roofer man. Autonautical yeah. man. But um <laughs> but yeah, he came out of nowhere for me. But it's interesting because even Zach, Zach hasn't had a lot of play in the last episode. In the last, right? He's, stuff. he's another good one that you're going to get to know. And, and I like, saw Damn. him in that preview with her in the dress, so he's making it to the end because I saw his face. You're going to love. Yeah, again, he's another one. You're, once you and we haven't been able to tell any stories, and once you mm-hmm. hear his story. And by the way, Ben, another one off the top of my head, Ben S. Just when you meet him, and you, you're going to just. Die. He's going to go on a poster that just says America on it. The guy's amazing. Oh, Military background, amazing. Army Ranger, just great wow. guys. And so this, again, I, I was like, we haven't told these guys stories yet, and they're awesome. Yeah. Oh, and I loved Jason last night when he was like, I don't want to take away from you guys. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to take away from her. Like, he was just such a, like, sweet stand-up He's guy. He's a sweetheart of a guy, yeah. Yeah, it was really sweet. And all of them just, like, rubbing his shoulders and hugging Yeah, it him. is. I mean, I know I've said it, but it's it's a good group of guys, and it's very dynamic. And I think now you're going to see Tasha take advantage of this and, and actually have the dilemma that you would expect with a group of guys like this of trying to figure out – you know, because like you said, you're going to you're going to run into a Brennan. You're like, oh, my God, I love him. And then you go to the next day. And you're like, oh, my God, I love him. Yeah. And then, oh, my God, this guy's story. I love him. And so there's there's a lot of that going on from here on out. So cool. So did this season have is it the craziest season ever again? Most dramatic. <laughs> the I most dramatic we're be ever. We're going to pressed to top it. Dear Lord, <laughs> we had a proposal in two weeks. OK, but with Tasha, like. Cause you know, oh, oh, like this, this next season. Yeah, like is this <laughs> is this new part of this season the most dramatic season ever? Uh, I would say just if you take this whole season <laughs> on its on its whole, but no, I think for Tasha, it, it gets back to more of a traditional show where okay. it's more of this woman trying to find love. There are some villains, there are some fights, there is drama, oh, we but saw. it's much more in the typical manner that you used to see on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Okay, okay, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, <laughs> If you guys don't have anything burning in your minds right now, before well, I move on to wedding rings, I have a and quick we can shit on Jeff for forgetting his wedding <laughs> yeah, right. ring yet again. I have a yeah. quick question, Chris, because I know uh, you mentioned Bennett. He's Harvard, right? He's Mr. Harvard. I, oh, man? yes, he is Harvard. He's oh a my God, Bennett. What was your first reaction of Bennett? 
You know, it's funny, my first reaction, and I, and I will tell him this too, um, ah, this guy's going to be kind of a dick. <laughs> and I love him. He's one of my favorite people. No uh, way. I, I love the guy. I think he's great. Uh, he, he knows exactly what he's doing. He is mm. smart as a whip. He is so funny. I just, I love how he leans into it. And he's kind of this pompous, condescending arrogance yet self-deprecation <laughs> that he somehow walks that line perfectly um so he is that guy i really wanted to dislike and i can't help but love him i feel and like I think he needs an ascot everybody's line gonna feel eventually i feel like he needs an ascot line <laughs> oh he'll he'll come out of this with an ascot line for mm -hmm. sure <laughs> yeah absolutely it is brilliant. Yeah, he's great, man. He, there's, there's a lot of fun. But the cool thing is, and, and I will add, that I think this is one of the things I find endearing about him is there is more to him. He's not mm -hmm. going to be a one-trick pony. You're going to actually get to hear him speak and, mm -hmm, and cool. create this connection with Keisha. And you're like, oh, wow, wait, there might be something here. Like, this might work. Ooh, no way. Yeah, Bennett? it's wild. Good teaser, yeah, Chris. No joke, man. It, it is this guy's for real, so it's fun. It, that's Damn. why the season's so fun. It gets really good now. I mean, once I get sucked in, I get sucked in. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's so. Well, re you and everybody else, because there's record ratings. Is wow. it really like so? So, Chris, you're going to be doing this till you're like 95. Yeah, from what I understand, if I'm correct, uh, we are now tied with the number one show on network TV. So I think we are basically number one and uh, tied for the top spot. Not just on ABC, but on all prime time now it is i mean to have a show that's been on 19 years and to still have that much success is is insane wow congratulations yeah. huge blessing thank you yeah i mean you've obviously worked I think it was so my hard. margaritas i think so too uh -huh. oh no when you pulled out the margaritas last night and they were frozen and somehow they stayed frozen for that split second you guys were on camera because i know it was hot I was like, I want a margarita, especially a frozen one. Well, you Those know, it's funny. I, I legitimately made so we, sh you know, we shoot all this stuff and we never use it. But we actually, I, we had ice and everything was set there in the shade. And when they were coming up, I actually made the margaritas in front of them, and we were talking while I was making them. So there was this whole conversation thing that maybe we'd use it, maybe we didn't. And turned out we went to the, you know, I was just blocking Brendan all day, but I actually did it. And then when I got to the ice cream, that had been kind of sitting out and it wasn't refrigerated. So that stuff was melting quick. It was almost like gazpacho Ew. I was putting in. And so that's why you didn't see the scooping. You oh. just saw them kind of leaving with ice cream. So, um, so it was pretty funny. I feel like I need to get Chris a shirt that says Captain C Block. I know, like right? <laughs> right? Like a margarita in his hand and the ice cream cone him. in the other. And I did get a text message and we did mess this up last night. It should have been me pushing the button to set off the fireworks in the end. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was wow. a fail. That was a fail on our part. So funny. You know, Chris, you mentioned jokingly an ascot line for Bennett, but in some ways that's a real thing, right? Where contestants are now leveraging the show for opportunities beyond the franchise. I mean, it's grown so much bigger than it used to be. And with social, you know, the conversation around coming on the show for the right reasons is so much bigger than it used to be. Is that a concern? I mean, you're a producer on the show as well. You're create, you're, you have a creative stake in this show. Yeah. Do you guys have those conversations and what are you doing during casting to make sure that people aren't just trying to leverage the show for opportunities? I mean, yes, you do look out for that, but at the same time, the show's never been predicated on the fact that it's a hundred percent going to work. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've dated, you've probably dated, well, you're married, but before that, <laughs> um, but the fact that you could have a stunningly good looking model 
And if you're going to date that person, there's a price to pay for it. What comes with that? Hmm. Is this person using you? Are you? Do you just want their looks? Is there hmm. something upstairs? Do you really connect? So no matter what you do in dating, these are questions you all have to answer no matter where you are. Um, and so what are you really looking for? And what does this person mean to you? And so, yeah, there are people that might be there with ulterior motives. Before social media, there was something else. You know, it was just to be on TV or the, whatever the reason, you always have to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And so I always find it fascinating that there is that dilemma of, you know, if you're going to date the model, if you're going to date someone with perfect six pack abs and not a hair on their body and eats 5,000 egg whites a day and all that, <laughs> what does that life look like for you? Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, do you want to be body point. shamed your whole life? And, and you know, so there is, a, there's always something to that. I think it's interesting. Again, it's one of those debates you have to have and it kind of creates that debate as you're watching the show. But to your point, we're not naive to the fact that there is that out there and you do have to be cognizant of it. We do go back and whether it's background checks and, and you see what these people are all about. Um, but at the same time, they're all going to get this bounce. You know, Tasha, you know, will start out with a certain amount of followers. By the time we get done with her, she's probably going to have 2 million followers. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's mm -hmm. just our show. I want to get so to 2 million followers. Whether they want can it I or not, we're show? shooting them out of a cannon. Yeah. Chris, I want 2 million followers. Can I come on the show? Maria, you got to have like, what are you, 1.5, 1. 1.7? 1. Like you're almost at a million. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, give her a shout out, Chris. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> but Chris. The, and the, I mean, the other thing is too, and Maria. Don't you need a female the, coach or something? <laughs> well, women do exponentially better in this, in this yeah. arena anyway. It's yeah. a woman's game. It's a woman's world on social media. Um, guys can do their bit parts here and there, but the women crush it yeah. off our show. Um, and so, you know, is there a double standard? Is it sexist? Yeah, it is but totally in their favor and they're mm -hmm. cashing in on it. So be it. Yeah. When I'm king, we'll make it equal. <laughs> Love that. Until then, women are going to keep kicking her ass. Great. <laughs> in the meantime, you are um, capitalizing on this as well, which you exactly. should be. Um, and you have your manly... Um, manly bands. Manly bands. So I was saying earlier, when we got married... Um, we got my husband, he wanted like a big manly band and like a, so we doubled the, um, the ring. He yeah, doesn't custom made. Yeah. He doesn't wear it. Chris spent all this money. Doesn't even wear it. He used to keep it on the dish and he forgot it m multiple times. And then wow. he got a rubber the show black band. show just got band. darker and deeper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he got a rubber black band that he wears. And so Jeff told me right before we started, he goes, oh, my God, they, Chris sent me this ring, and it's so perfect because I forgot mine. I go, whoa, whoa, you forgot it? And then he went <laughs> into this whole spiel about how he it was a 4 a.m. flight. He had packed late the night before, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, of course, I it's believe Jeff. He's a nice Midwestern boy who's traveling with his wife, so he did <laughs> truly forget it. But he is yeah. going to the golf course with his buddies. I don't know. We got to talk to Laura. <laughs> Might need to put a tracking device on you, Jeff. Yes. Well, Chris, I got to say, I'm wearing the Cali. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. I love that. I thought it was the Cortez, but yeah, you are wearing the Cali. Yes. And it's great. I, Laura loves it. So congratulations. It has both the male and female stamp of approval. Um, and you designed all of these. Yeah. So, well, and, and I, I use that term loosely because obviously the jewelers, the experts at Manly Bands were massively involved in you know, figuring out what materials we we're going to use and how it was going to look. But I was talking about, you know, what I wanted to implement. And so the whole thing came about is this kind of crazy karma story of timing and they came to me and wanted to do just some promo videos and just have some fun and 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 have me kind of endorse their company and as i always do 
before I endorse anybody, I wanted to learn who they were and what they stand for. And it's this mom and pop shop, this husband and wife that kind of like you, Maria, they were getting married and they found a problem. They couldn't find a ring. He's a big guy, needed a bigger ring, wanted something different. It didn't exist. So they created a company. Wow. I, so it's kind of the American dream mm -hmm. and it's absolutely blown up. And I said, guys, I love this. Can I get more involved? And that's where this partnership came from. And it ended up with me creating a line with them. And I wanted a little bit of everything, obviously rose gold, no brainer. Um, <laughs> but I'm like a big Texas guy. So you notice some of the things are like Lone Star and there's a mm -hmm. lot of blue in there and um, the Austin, and, but uh, the straight with some, with some wood in there, which is after George Strait. Um, and some wine barrel, the Napa, the wine barrel. So there's, there's lots of different kind of <clears> colors <throat> and, and, and materials and personalities. I just want you to look at the line and there's something for everybody. There's a big price point lots of different looks like Maria your your husband would go on there and be like yeah there's a ring I actually like I would wear that um, which is kind of cool I like that people have gone on and picked their own favorites I'm I'm actually wearing the host Ooh. oh yeah oh I love Sweet. that so so Chris clarify this for me because you are not currently married so when I was right. going to ask you when what's well, on my put right a, hand by the way I said when are you going to put a ring on it but in Greece you wear it on the right hand Oh, do you really? Well, you're married I'm in Greece. Definitely not Greek. <clears throat> um, but funny story about my girlfriend who thought she was Greek, and oh my gosh, found out she's not. No way. But we'll dive into that with Lauren Zima and her and her non-Greek family. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a really funny story. You know, th that's what this 23andMe world has done to all of us. We've oh actually found God. out. Wow. I know. Great, great grandparents were lying. I've got some Italian in me. I was so excited. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. So, um, but. It, it is a, uh, I've, I've found that I've been wearing them this season because I have a bunch of them here uh, that depending on what outfit I'm wearing, if I'm dressing up, then I, I like to wear something a little more formal. And then if I want to, you know, be chill, it's like I have the, uh, the Napa's right here. It's like you just wear something fun. So cool. And I, I could see a world that guys start buying multiple rings. It's kind of like, look you. It's like, okay, Maria, you're going to carry this person, wear this dress the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, no, you don't do that with anything. No, no. Why guys do we love do that jewelry with too. Yeah. Kevin loves rings. He loves jewelry. Like, you know, not a lot, but I think that there's definitely a place for it to not just have to be a wedding band for sure. And, and we make it so easy in this world of not wanting to go out, not wanting to leave our homes. You go online, you go to manlybands.com. Um, and you, you find the ring you like. If you find something in my collection, wonderful. But Manly Bands has a whole other world outside of my collection. We send you a ring sizer. It's this thing. They, they literally, it's these plastic rings. No way. They, you they, send that to people? Yeah, we send this to you. And so you pick so your cool. ring size. That's amazing. Because I was going to say, that's the and, hardest part. It is. So we send that to you. You get your ring size. And it comes straight to your house. You never have to leave. There's, there's no touching, all that good stuff. It's totally safe. And your ring is is guaranteed, and, and we'll take care of it. And we also, Jeff, to save you and, and Maria, your husband, we're sending out this kind of silicone band as well. So if you need to take your ring off to play golf, uh, <laughs> you can put on or, or go to the gym. Uh, you can put on your silicone ring as well. Go to the gym where all the hotties are. Oh. <laughs> You know uh, what? So is there a price point we can talk about on here for people? Yeah. I mean, honestly, there is a wide range from hundreds of dollars to thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And so, look, I, I get it. Not everybody has all the money in the world, um, but they are all relatively affordable. I mean, it's still great material and these are very well built mm -hmm. um, and it is your wedding ring. So, um, but if you don't have a huge price point, you can dive deeper. Manly Bands has 
I mean, I think below $100, they even have rings if you yeah. want to go there. So there is something for everybody. Um, but in my collection, I think they started a couple hundred and go up from there. But I did want some that were a little lower in price so everybody could feel like they were a part of it. I would want Kevin to wear a Chris Harrison anointed manly band. Totally. I wouldn't want just a regular manly band. I would want the Chris Harrison. And I now want to know if there shouldn't be a proposal the other way with your rings like are we going to see so that? funny i i actually said that i see a day and i want a day where the bachelorette proposes to the guy yeah mm-hmm. i was going to do it for kevin it is funny and there again there is this old standard in this old tradition where at the end of the day the girl's handing out the roses and running the entire show and at the end of the day she wants to be proposed <clears> to i want the other way around i want them whether it's my ring or not i do want that moment where a woman says no no no, no. i got this i want to marry you yeah. And see how that goes. Yeah, but then you'd still have Neil Lane on the side where she could get her amazing ring, too. Exactly. Neil Lane's, look, you I, gotta get I am, the Neil ring. no pun intended, I'm staying in my lane. What yeah. Neil Lane does <laughs> is great. I love we him. We need both. But I will say, yeah. um, I think, was it Zoe Saldana that proposed to her husband? Did she? Or right she, either that or she took his last name. And Kevin was like, damn it, they they took that from me. I was going to do that. I wanted to be Mr. Menounos. And somebody else proposed to the husband. I can't remember. But I had been hatching a plan. I was at Can Lion one year on the, you know, Anheuser-Busch yacht. And I was like, they were like, you should get married on the boat. I was like, oh, my God, we could totally fly Kevin out here. He wouldn't know anything. And I would surprise him. And so I was going to do it, like, legit. And so when I got home... I finally kind of threw a few things at him, like just threw the chomp out to see what he would say. And I was like, oh my God, we were like totally kidding that I would like propose to you. And he goes, oh. and he gasped and he goes, that would be the worst thing ever. And I go, what? Oh, no. Why? What? And he goes, how could, how could you take that moment from me? Like, I, I wouldn't be prepared with what I need to say to you. And he was so distraught. And I was like, thank <laughs> God I didn't do it. That would have been horrible. But by the way, again, what a great conversation to have. Why is that such a thing? Is that, <laughs> is that a tradition? Is that a tradition we still believe in? I mean, right. I'm old school. I get it. And by the way, I was married before, so I did propose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think, like, I, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind being proposed to and being surprised. Like, what's... Should we you know, call Lauren it, right now and is, say, why are you waiting for Chris? <laughs> you leave Lauren's email alone. That you, woman's a saint. <laughs> you get down on one knee and make it happen. Get one of his bands, buy the most expensive one, and, and get down on one knee. So you would be, be okay same, with that. I, I would like to be in the same room as her someday. Would you? Yeah. Oh, I, know, I know. Would you be okay if Lauren wanted to propose to you, if she did? A hundred percent. I would be. I would be totally fine with a woman proposing to me, or or in any situation. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I think it's a great, lovely gesture. And if you both look, if if you are sure enough as a man that you're going to propose, why wouldn't it be okay for a woman to be sure mm-hmm. enough to propose? Like, I agree. Why is that social construct there? It, I, I mean, I know it's just a thousand years old. It's just what we've done. But yeah. I think it would be fantastic. And I think the Bachelorette may be that show that could kind of break down totally. that wall and do that. Well, there's going to be somebody that's going to do it. And Claire definitely could have been the one. But at the same time, even though she was definitely breaking barriers, she's such a like romantic where I know she wanted Dale to propose to her. Yeah, there's that um, fairy tale going on in the head. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's... Um... <laughs> yep. Um, but that's... Well, 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 tell me this, Maria. Is there a... In your mind, as a woman, if you've never been married before, is there that fairy tale that a man gets down on one knee and proposes to you? Is I'm that kind something of, that's taken away from you? I'm kind of a dude. 
So I would have been totally fine proposing and surprising okay. him. I think yes. Um, but for me, I I had a different life. So mm-hmm. I feel like, and you know this, getting to host these big award shows and all that mm-hmm. for so many years, I was that Cinderella. I had that moment. So I didn't need that. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why it wasn't like something I was even caring about. Like, oh, we're married. We're not. We're married in our hearts. But, you know, so it's hard for me to say that when that is the one day a girl gets to be, you know, the the queen of the night, the princess, the Cinderella or whatever. So I'm a tough example because, you know, I'm at the Oscars wearing two point two million dollar dresses and covered in diamonds. And I, I, you know. I don't have an opinion on this, but I feel like Kelsey, Kelsey, you could be the one to propose for sure. But yeah, would you want to be proposed to? Well, as I was going to say, I feel like, I don't know. I, I think I could do it. Also, I think that I'm a strong, independent lady mm-hmm. and could propose. But I don't know. I kind of would want them to propose. Yeah. But I do believe there are people out yeah. there that. And, and, and look, I think like anything, you got to read the room. You got to mm-hmm. know your own relationship. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think there are there is there are relationships where that would work. And then there's some where a woman would be like, no chance, yeah. or I want. Mm-hmm. So and it's kind of the same thing someone asked me the other day. It's like, who picks out the rings? Is it actually it was Seacrest? Seacrest was asking me the other day. Ryan was <laughs> like, wait, who picks out a what? I said, first of all, we need to, you, you need some help if we don't know this. But I said, you know, it kind <laughs> of depends. Sometimes it's all the guy. Typically, it's the guy and the girl. You know, it's, it's, it's usually this combination, which I love. But that's what the cool, you know, the cool thing if you, again, not to promote my own line, but if you go to my line at, uh, on Manly Band, you can scroll through and you can see in great detail what these rings are. And I would love for a man and a woman to just sit there with their laptop at night and split through and be like, hey, this is our ring. This yeah. is mm. this defines us. And I have little descriptions of the name of the ring and then kind of what they meant to me mm-hmm. in naming them. So it's kind of you read that and hopefully you get that vibe. I think it's so fun. I um... But it's been fun. And it's been I'm I'm excited to say it's been off for a couple of weeks already now. And it's been a massive hit. It's done very well, even better than we thought it was going to do. I'm sure. And people that are getting the rings absolutely love them. Um, we got one customer right here. They're solid. I do love yes, it. Yeah. It's a good it. ring. It's a really good ring. I have really that nice. in. I have that in blue. That's the Cortez when it's in blue, um, and it's this gorgeous, based on the Sea of Cortez, which is one of my little favorite places to visit. Mm. Um, and that, I, I just love them. I, I love all the different looks mm. and the descriptions and the vibe, and it's fun. You is know, it real dinosaur bone, Chris? Oh, 100%. Wait. It is actually real dinosaur bone. Can we, can we, I'm so Come glad on. you brought this up because you talked about this earlier. I go, Chris Harrison is not finding vintage fossils from dinosaurs to put in his rings. There's no freaking way. And this now you're wild. telling me there is a freaking way? Yeah, there's, okay, so this is what's funny. Is Talk it a brontosaurus? This. Is it a T-Rex? What are we looking I, at? I, I don't I don't know the type of dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> um, but dying. in all seriousness, there is meteorite, which killed the dinosaurs, and we have dinosaur. Whoa. So it's really kind of this weird circle. But the, the way we get dinosaur bone, we're not stealing from any museums. But the museums <laughs> That's what do I was envisioning. For- I know. The, 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 the museums do actually procure all these bones and skeletons, right? And some of these bones are so small, they can't be displayed. They have no use for them. So they sell them off or they donate them. And, and are you obviously- sure they're not giving you great, great grandma? <laughs> oh God, that's so dark. 
<laughs> so no, so these museums Chris, you donate said you were this. gullible. So, oh, so, yeah. so who knows? They might be like, oh, this is dinosaur bone. And it's really like our great, great grandparents yeah. whose bones are all like, I'm kidding. This is so Yeah, bad. but that's this the story. So that's so really cool. That's how we get them is, is these are real dinosaur bones that are donated and, and we get to use them to put into jewelry and they're going to, you know, last forever. <laughs> that's bananas. Isn't that weird? I did not believe Jeff for sure. So I thought cool. yeah, Jeff got story. bad research for sure. Um, yeah, okay, so that uh, makes and, it and even cooler. There's real media rights. Same thing. There's these media rights, and, and some are kept, but some are so small that like we get, we turn them into jewelry, and it's pretty awesome. You know, Jeff, you're starting to kind of form a T-Rex right now. I mean, yeah, like honestly, like I wonder if there's an energy thing to the media rights stuff. Maybe. I like the ring. I'll say that, Chris. It's nice. And I feel like uh, my wife, we're big Bachelor fans, so it's very fun for us to have a Chris Harrison adorned ring. We, we really like it. So for you listeners, it's not just hype. Click on the Manly Band link in the description below. Don't you and also I, and I do marry love the people, fact that, Chris? That, there, that that is an extension of that there are fans that just want to be a part of it. And I love things that just spread more love. Yeah. I know it's kind of cheesy, but nope. more than yeah. ever, I love, a, I love a community. I love things that bring people together. I yep. like things we can all be a part of. And this yeah. is kind of it. So, Chris, don't you marry people as well? I do. I'm ordained. Yeah. I have married many people uh, so, from the show. And actually, behind the scenes, I've married family and friends. And hmm. um, it's, it's, it's great. I love it when that means something, when I can walk up there and, and give a really meaningful sermon and speech. And, and it's something I, I hold sacred. I'm, I'm a faithful man as well. Um, I'm not a man of the cloth by any means, but I, I am ordained. And so I do. I love it. I love diving into it. And, and like the rings, they kind of take on their own, all these different weddings kind of take on their own personality. Some people just want to have fun, somewhat like a full on religious service. And mm-hmm. I'm like, great, let's do it. So cool. And I know you also host um, Miss America. And we Used were, to. I was a part of it when you did it. So or is that no longer, did that happen this year in COVID? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know what's happened to it. You know, there was uh, the Gretchen Carlson uh, explosion and blow up of, of Miss America a few years ago, and she took it over. Uh, Sage Steele and I from ESPN were doing it. It had been, you know, we were going on close, closing in on a hundred years, and has just kind of disintegrated. It, it's really sad what what Gretchen did to that. Um, I wish it was for the real reasons she said it was. I wish it was benevolent and kind and caring and out of the love of women and supporting women. It was anything but that. And it was just, and then she, Gretchen Carlson came in and destroyed an organization that was going on a hundred years. And she did it within a year. That's how quickly things can, can, can disintegrate if you let it go. And, and it was sad to see because I met some amazing women that it meant so much to, and it empowered so many women. There was so much scholarship money so much good was done from that and i was happy to be a part of it and it just like that gone and and there are a lot of women behind the scenes that are fighting to try and put it back together some of the formers have reached out to me and i've been working with them of maybe we try and get this back together um but it, it was it was stunning what happened it was really sad it was really unfortunate Wait, i'm so out of the loop i figured maybe i didn't hear about it this year because of covid because i only bring it up because i just noticed miss usa the other day and i was like i wonder what happened to miss america this year yeah um but so she came in i know i remember she came in and then what, yeah, there what was did a, she do it was kind of during there was there was an unfortunate incident during the it, it was really on the heels of the me too movement um and there was there was a legit unfortunate incident with a couple of the gentlemen that were in charge um and thing you know but it was also behind the scenes 
which will never get talked about, was a very political hatchet job. Like they went in, stole emails, made sure this stuff got out. Um, it was it was a political play by a couple of people that wanted to topple the topple the king. It was a coup attempt, and it worked. Um, and then Gretchen came in and acted as if she was going to be the savior and and all about empowerment. And and it wasn't. It was just kind of for a media tour for her. And then she just kind of walked away and left the whole place on fire. And so it was just really unfortunate. Wow. Yeah. Chris I mean, and, and to think that this institution had been going on 100 years. Yeah, it's sad. Just, yeah, it just got crushed. And she was one of their own, you know, and I think that's that was the whole thing is that I, they felt like they could trust her because she was one of their own. And turns out, unfortunately, they, they put their, you know, they put their trust in the wrong person. Did she come in as the president or something? Yeah, she took over as like, I don't know if she was the CEO, but I, yeah. I think she was president and CEO. And, um, and you know, now like it's just Just gone. little things. Like she just went on and she didn't ask really anybody's opinion. She went on and just made these grand statements like on Good Morning America. Um, and, and the actual Miss America at the time was just completely, I don't know if it was Cara Mann, who was I forget who the Miss America was at the time, but she was like completely shunned, left out in the cold. Gretchen just ostracized her took everything over, made all these decisions on her own, and then was like kind of just left everybody with this mess. It was it was really unfortunate. And there was a lot of good people that that and a lot of women that were hurt by all this. Mm -hmm. That you know, that story did, never gets told because it was all under the guise of doing the right thing and female empowerment and, and that whole Me Too movement, but it was just part of that cancel culture where this tidal wave and this tsunami just washed across the organization and just left everybody for dead. And, and there was, it was under the guise of for the greater good, but none of it was for the greater good. And, wow. and that, that is part of this cancel culture. You have to be very careful about. We all get caught up in social media and, and we all wanna do what's right. We do, we all wanna see change. We all wanna do what's right. But sometimes it's wrong. <laughs> and sometimes that tidal wave is burying the wrong people. And, and, and sometimes it's really good men and women that are getting buried. And, and that's unfortunate because we don't stop to look at the bodies. We don't stop yeah. to see who just got covered up. We're just like, great, move on, screw them, next one, you know? Yeah. And it's it's a really scary time and it's a scary culture that we're a part of when no one really can stop to defend themselves. No one can really stop to think. And look, it's done a lot of good. There's a lot of horrible people out there. And mm -hmm. I'm glad that some of these people not, and by the way, screw the canceling, are in jail or are gone. Like that's, there's it goes beyond that sometimes. Um, but there are times when it goes a little haywire and we do bury some good and we are, we do more damage than good because it's under the guise of doing what's right. And, um, and it's a scary proposition. We have to be careful. We just have to have a little more grace, a little more understanding and take time to thoughtfully look at what you're speaking about and not just yelling about a clickbait headline that you saw. Wow. Um, so the owner of the pageant should be able to bring it back, right? Yeah, and that's and that's that's kind of the thing of who owns it, where does it sit now? Um, there is a board of, of uh, board of governors or a uh, a board in general that that has a lot of say, and mm -hmm. so the Miss Americas would like, oh, how can we get it from them and take this thing back over? So there's there's a lot of moving parts, and again, like anything, it's political, and and everybody wants their power and wants their say in it. But um, it was unfortunate because it, it was it was actually a really strong 
organization. And, and the women, by the way, the women themselves knew that there needed to be change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, this wasn't a Gretchen Carlson revelation that, you know, the, the bathing suit competition needed to be changed, that there were certain things that needed to, to go, but it was just a matter of knowing when to do it and doing it properly mm -hmm. um, and do it to where it helped the organization and kept it going. Uh, as opposed to just coming off and, and ripping the Band-Aid off and making these grand statements and then just saying, okay, good, you guys deal with this now. Yeah, well, it's crazy because have? when I was a judge that year, um, I think that was like two years ago or three years ago, what I found so remarkable behind the scenes was that there was so much attention placed on find the girl with the biggest heart. And the, the, the prerequisite for our judging was mm -hmm find the girl who's going to be amazing with the kid who has cancer in the hospital. That's the girl who's Miss America. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what? You don't want the most beautiful, the most perfect swimsuit, the most perfect this. The mo like, it was it was a different mentality than I expected yeah. to, to receive as a judge. And I thought that was really special because that's why Miss America is special. It was really, you have, you know, uh, it's a scholarship. It's, you know, these are ivy league educated women that you know it's it's more about those things um than yeah. just i mean beauty. a really good friend of mine uh kira kazansa uh dixon now she's married um is finishing up grad school she was miss america probably five years ago or six years ago now and now works for golf channel and does some amazing stuff and you know these women go off and finish their masters get their doctorates get you know phds whatever it is an amazing launching pad for a lot of these mm -hmm. women. And I know it's easy to kind of scoff at and go, oh, a beauty pageant. But if you, like nope. you did, Maria, right. you saw behind the curtain, it is, it was this sisterhood that mm -hmm. meant a lot to these women. And there was, a, it did some amazing things. And a lot of these people went to school and went to certain schools they wouldn't have gone to because of these scholarships and because of that leg up. Now, you know, were there things that needed to be changed? Of course. I'm all about that and, and progression. And, and these women are, believe me, these women are more than strong enough, more than capable enough to have realized that. And we're happy to take it in that direction. But um, unfortunately, the legs were cut out and there's just, you know, there was no surviving that. Wow. Well, I was a pageant was girl, not a, like one of the pageant girls. I did, um, I think it was two pageants or something, but um, I learned so much about how to how to be ready for interviews, how to be poised, how yeah. to have confidence, how to get ready in five minutes and do your own hair and makeup. And, you know, the different self you have to bring to everything. You're professional for the interview, you're glam for the evening gown, you're this, mm -hmm. you're that. I I give it so much credit for for laying down a foundation for everything that I've done now. So anyhow, well, that is sad to hear. I did not expect that. I thought it was just canceled for COVID. And you were like, we're back. Yeah, no. Right after this. It, it was canceled. It literally was canceled. Wow. <laughs> but hopefully it'll come back. Hopefully these 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 amazing women can bring it back. They, yeah. They deserve it. I, I agree. So, guys, if you want to know more about Chris, obviously you can follow him on Instagram at Chris B. Harrison, but you can also find his rings. Um, Jeff, you don't have the website here, but I bet you know it. Yeah, we'll link it in the description. Uh, just go to manlyvans.com, and Chris is featured on the front page, so you can yeah, link to it you right go to my, uh, And if you go to my Instagram, it's in my bio. And, and yeah, but Manly Bands, if you go to their website, uh, you can find it for sure. Love it. Perfect. And Thank so you guys for having me on. I truly appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Of it's been, course. Uh, been too long, Maria. It's good to see you again. Thanks. Love you, Chris. And, and hang in. Chris, can just I? Just another 90 days before you get laid. Oh, <laughs> right? <well. laughs> 
sorry. Uh, someone tell Laura and I'll be home soon. I know. <laughs> Just another 134 days. Yeah. Oh so another God. two years, Chris. You see your I knew children. I was going to become a monk in my midlife. <laughs> Just oh my another God. 18 months before you get to hug your kids. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, I know you guys are wrapping up, but I just have to ask so quickly, those roses mm-hmm. behind you, are they from losers or are they from winners? Uh, these are these are probably stolen oh. from extras. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, and I thought I thought it would be cute I to have like, it for you guys. Oh, it's very cute. Thank you. Thank Chris. you. All right, Chris. Have a have a great time. All right, time. guys, y'all take care. Take Thanks, care. Chris. Bye. Oh man. So, so much fun. Fun. I have to just make sure I'm not missing any appointments right now because I have. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Um, that was awesome. That was so awesome. I love Chris Harrison. I, I do He's too. Such a pro. And <laughs> the thing I really like about Chris Harrison is I find him to be very reasonable. It's hard for me to articulate exactly what I mean, but a lot of Hollywood people, he's been in this industry in the whirlwind for three decades. Yeah. They kind of lose their sense of reasonability and grace. And I find him when he's talking about the show or talking about past contestants, he seems to have a very reasoned sense of right and wrong. And he stands by what he says, which very few people do. He's a very, like even the whole last conversation, like he's not going to go, like you said, he's not going to go back on his word. He Mm -hmm. has a belief and he's going to stick with it. Yeah, I love it. He's very, he's, he's humble too. I feel like, I feel like he's Mm kind of just like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Humble Harrison. That was fun. So much fun. So fun. For our thankful, we're thankful it's Thursdays. Thankful it's Thursdays. So guys, the show went so long. We got to get through our takeaways fast. Quick, yes. But we did have, alongside Chris, we had Dr. Lippman, the gut expert. We had Trevor Moad, the mindset coach to the the most elite athletes. So um, takeaways from this week, and we can go around the room, but... I've already started applying the lessons from Dr. Lippman, mm-hmm. trying to get those like quick bursts of energy. And so I'm, I'm out and I'm walking really fast and then I'm, you know, switching over to the bike or whatever it is so that I can, you know, um, get my physical exercise in, especially as I'm trying to lower my A1C levels. That's right, sister. Um, not eating late at night. I'm really shutting it down, Right. Are you looking at your gut right now? Oh, no. I was tying my pants. It's <laughs> like, let me look at my gut to remember what I have to well, say. But honestly, I have been doing that too because that one was a huge one for me. Mm-hmm. And I even spoke with Dr. Lippman yesterday and I said, please yell at me because <clears throat> I won't listen unless you yell at me. So I'm after anything after eight. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Everything's closed, Kelsey. And yeah, I was thinking, I was like, yeah, I was better this morning. Yeah, there you go. So you'll, you'll start to see the accumulation mm-hmm. of that for so sure. That one's huge. Jeff, takeaways? You know, this is a very simple one. This is probably like the man's approach to Dr. Lippman's interview. I never knew whether or not Bino was a scam. And Dr. Lippman <laughs> totally uh, endorsed Bino. So Bino? as someone helps them digest beans. He was talking about like if you have problem with lectins. Yeah, you soak them. I soak them in Bino. Oh, I thought you just soak them in water. I missed that You can, part. but he Bino? said add some Bino, squirt some Bino on it. What's and Bino? Helps. I've never heard of Bino. Apparently yeah, something it's... that helps digest. Where do you buy Bino? Jeff. Anywhere. It's drugstores, grocery stores. I've never You'll seen see... a product called Bino. Is it in a bottle? Is it a liquid? Let's look it up. It's, it can be liquid or it can be a pill you can take, but it's usually in the like indigestion aisle. So near the Pepto, near the, like if you need it, Dr. Lippman endorsed oh. Bino. If you want to find it, it's usually near antacids and Pepto. So you put but... it in the water, like a pill in the water when you're making your, soaking your beans overnight? 
there's two options. I think you can eat beans and then take the Beano as a pill. Okay. Um, or it used to come, and I don't know if it does anymore. He mentioned squirting the Beano on. It used to come as a liquid that you could squirt on top of your beans. And it's been around for like decades, and uh, I guess it works. So, so as someone strange. who sometimes has trouble with beans, I'm going to start adding Beano to my okay. menu. I'm putting right. it on the screen for everyone so they can <laughs> see the Beano. I'm seeing a lot from Amazon. I'm seeing a lot of, yeah, tablets, pills. Okay. So interesting. B-E-A-N-O? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Trevor Moad takeaways. Oof. I wrote down... Be aware of... Oh, wait, no, I'm so sorry. That was Dr. Lemon. You don't form a habit. A habit forms you. That was huge for me because Mm -hmm. in my um, ever-going quest to go to bed earlier and wake up... I'm sorry. Yeah, go to bed earlier and wake up earlier. um, That one just really hit home for me. You got to break that habit. Yeah, I got to break that habit. Um, Also, that venting promotes negativity when you verbalize it. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good at that, but I think just being even more aware, it's like you think you might be helping yourself by venting yeah but you're not yeah you're i did not. like a split second of it this morning and then i was like okay i'm switching to positivity yay you did you did <laughs> that was great um and then my last one was it's not what you're willing to do it's what you're willing not, not to, to do. do i loved that yeah i love that amazing too. for me the moment where like my jaw dropped was when he said change is inevitable growth is optional Mm -hmm. that was such a moment for me because it is true especially i mean talk about 2020 things feel a little different this year than they did last year i don't know if you guys agree but (laughs) we can choose to grow what that love about that quote is it puts the onus on you to make a choice make good choices Mm -hmm. yes so that is a big one for me because as things change so fast i can choose whether or not i want to use those as growth opportunities or a reason to excuse me, a reason to vent. So that is, if you talk about uh, tattooing things on your arm, Maria, that's like a potential write it down on my wrist quote for me. Yeah. All right, guys, we are going to wrap up this show because we have so gone so long. All right. Tomorrow we're rerunning a uh, flashback Friday interview with my dear friend, Vin Diesel. I did a long form with him back in 2013. You may be surprised to hear how his career started. Uh, that interview is running exclusively on Apple Podcasts. So make sure you guys are subscribed. If you haven't already, click subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. But join us on Patreon. We have amazing workshops and healing events that you guys can be a part of for a nominal amount compared to what they would charge you if you were ever going to have any one-on-one time with them. So please join us there. Sign up for our newsletter, mariamenunos.com. Our newsletter is going out this week with my five favorite beauty products right now with right. a makeup tutorial video so sign up and join us uh in the meantime follow us at better together with maria at crispy harrison at jeffrey crane graham at kelsmeyer too and remember be nice people make good choices and be present Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. 
So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.